Hey there, long time no see. Welcome back. You're listening to an episode of Amateur Hour, a professional sports podcast by people who have never played professional sports. I am one of your hosts, Max, along with your other host, Shreyas. And this podcast is brought to you by the Believe Network. Every topic, every team, everywhere. Hashtag do you believe. Without further ado, we missed you guys. Let's get back in. Let's talk sports. Amateur hour. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Back to the real episode 110. Uh, we had a episode 110 a while ago, and then, uh, you know, I, I, as it were, my, my schedule gets busy. And uh, Shreyas is patiently waiting under the apple tree for me to send uh, a letter of my uh, willingness to arrange our marriage, but I never show. I never send that letter. I burned it in a fire. I'm three towns over. I'm already married. So I'm sorry, Shrey, for keeping you waiting. Um, and to all the listeners, same thing. Sorry. Uh, but we're back, and it feels good. And we're going to do a couple of tidbits about sports here, and we're going to be talking about it. And Shrey, why don't you just get things kicked off? Tell people how you're feeling with those weekly highs. The weekly highs. Yeah, Max, I'm going to start with my personal high. My personal high is that we're back, dude. Uh, I'm just so excited to. Yeah, buddy. To be talking to you uh, about sports, you know, getting back to our our listeners and um, and just interacting again with them, uh, it's gonna be fun. And my sports high has been the start of this NBA season. Um, it's always a good time when basketball comes back, and uh, it's just huge that you know we're seeing some great talents, like great storylines, great talents. Uh, we're gonna talk about some of the juicy, juicy details coming up, um, and then I, as a bonus high, I gotta talk about fantasy football. We're, I think, we, I'm gonna add you to my my high this week with fantasy football since you said uh, off pod that you're six and two, I'm seven and one. Hopefully, we don't jinx ourselves by saying this, but <laughs> it is going it. good. It's going good. It is going great. Um, and so I'm uh, appreciative of my players playing well. So I'm happy about that. <laughs> but you should appreciate your incredible knowledge and foresight to have drafted players who are staying healthy and that you knew oh, were yeah, going to perform well. And I think I've made the most trades I've ever made in a season this year. Really? Like, yeah. Like, so I traded for Isaiah Pacheco. Um, wow. I traded for uh, Devonta Smith. Eh. But then I traded for Christian Kirk in the same deal. Oh, um, and then I traded Zay Flowers for Devon A-Chain while he was hurt. So now I'm hopeful that he can come back and just add to my team. I was already you know, in a good spot, so get him and I'll be a bonus. And then the last trade, I just did a trade um, where I traded uh, for Jameer Gibbs. Nice. So We'll see. I made a lot of we'll moves. See. Hopefully I didn't make like one trade too many because I always have that thing in the back of my mind of like, like when will be the breaking point of making a trade? Like, I don't want to like mess my team up too much. I've, we'll I've done too much. I've done too much. Go back. Well, Gibbs, yeah. Gibbs is interesting to me because he's kind of a, he was kind of a question mark to really start the season. Um, yeah. yeah. Just so not I'm, getting, not getting the, 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 he, he was getting touches, but he wasn't getting touches, and he wasn't quite getting the production that people were anticipating out of him. Right. Weird. But last two weeks have been phenomenal. 
And so yeah. you're going to kind of hope to ride that through the rest of the season. I'm surprised. What do you have to give Hopefully. up to get him? Just uh, Kirk and uh, Rashad White. Oh, so Kirk came and Kirk left. So, yeah, same team actually got him back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I missed him. I'd, I'd, I'd like him again. Okay. All right. Cool. Uh, okay. That's, we'll see. No, I, I like it. I like it. All right, cool. That's great. I'm going to take things down to the lows. <laughs> the lows. Uh, so the my personal low, I guess I don't really, I don't really have anything notable. Oh yeah, I had to. All in all, I spent like two two grand, dude, on fixing my car. That was that was not oh, yeah, that was rough. This this whole month this whole month was not a good month for cars. Just like not, not well, not and, and the fact that you you literally just got it. I just got it, dude. Like, did you just get it from a dealership a or a I remember guy. talking about... No, I bought it... <sighs> so I was doing all my research, right? And everybody yeah. said, you know, if you do it right, you can buy a car through Carvana. And I said, you know what? Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do all my research, right? It's a it's a supposedly reliable car. Had them do a pre-purchase inspection before I signed anything. I was like, okay, looking good. I'm okay. ready to go. They, the mechanic said the car is good. Then two months later, this thing was just like... And it was right after I'd gone over the limited warranty that Carvana gives you. That's crazy. Right after. Like, like I'm not even kidding. Like, 200 miles past that limited warranty. Still within the timetable, too. I just drive so much. Um, the transmission speed sensor went out. So it felt like I had no transmission. It felt like the whole thing just crapped out. Couldn't get past second gear. 4,000 RPM. Ba-boom. Ba-boom. Wicked bad. Oh, my God. Yeah, and then I had to get my transmission fluid changed. The oil changed. Had to get, I think I had to get like one other thing done in there too. It just was a mess. But it's running great now, and I love my car. Yeah, I uh, mean, that's tough Lord. because like, yeah, I didn't, how, I didn't make how much, money. how much, uh, com- like how much of the original price did you have to pay in the specific? Like, was it? consider like was it worth more than the car that's like that's like like 10 percent right there wow yeah wow if i think about that that's really that's not oof like 10 percent. well i'm glad i'm I'm glad you can drive now but it's just a lot to get out (laughs) like no i october october was not a financial you'll definitely not be doing carvana again that's for sure no i i broke i broke i broke even i probably i think i lost money in october that was not a good month that's okay. That's my low. And we're out of it. We're in November, people. It's Thanksgiving. It's turkey time, almost. All right, great. So, with that in mind, the other disappointing thing, uh, and I'm representing them today, Arizona Diamondbacks. Ah, oh, so close, yet so far. World Series visitors, but ultimately World Series losers. Diamondbacks fall in a gentleman's sweep to the Texas Rangers. And uh, yeehaw. Just yeehaw uh my thoughts about it it is so good that the diamondbacks beat they 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 destroyed the dodgers and they beat the phillies so that felt good that was like christmas and everybody's saying oh you guys you know you didn't expect to be here so you know you got to be grateful and you're a young team and you always got next year but we were here now this year Mm -hmm. like the world series was here in town and the thing that i don't understand is in that game five we had five straight innings where we had a runner in a scoring position and we couldn't get a single run. We were we were out hitting them like crazy. We out hit them the entire series. But game yeah. one, 
We blow. They, they're up 3-1. We come back 5-3. Bottom of the ninth, we give up those two runs. They ended up in extra innings 6-5. We blew a lead in game one. Game two, we took that, thank God, and then we lost three straight at home. That, that to me, is just – that's just sad. That's I just mean, and, and it was uh, Zach Gallon on the mound, too, right? He pitched him. Oh, he pitched a masterpiece. My. Oh, he pitched a masterpiece in game, game five, in his last game. It was a yeah. no-hitter through six innings. And then it went right at the end. Like, because right he, when they took him out, they, and then he's like, he was pitching great. They took him out, and then that's when everything hit the fan. Oh, and then it hit the fan, and then they started giving up runs. But you know what's crazy, Shrey? You know what's crazy? It's not like hockey where you have ties, right? It's if you don't hmm. score, you can't. You can never win a baseball game with zero runs. Yeah. It, you just can't. Yeah. Yeah, can't be zero zero. They don't. They don't just let it go, and you're like, oh, okay. Like, well, I mean, they'll. Um, yeah, have they let like, it go before? No, they. No, they somebody used to have, has to they, score one. Yeah, they have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Insane. It, it, like, and a zero zero baseball game is uh is just such a tight one to watch. You're like, oh my god, someone's gonna break through, and I, it better be us, right? It's not one of those things where it's like, I think it's like even more tense than if it was like two nothing or one nothing or something where it's just like oh my god like you're just watching this and you have no clue what could happen next and how it's gonna affect your team's score so it's like oh yeah that's tough when the first one goes to texas you're like and it's like what was it in the seventh inning or something yeah in the seventh inning right it becomes one nothing and you're like oh yes yes like, it's so tough to get inning. it's so tough to get runs and then once like the other team finally gets one you just feel so deflated you're like how the heck do we get like it feels like four runs got scored in that seventh inning when one and then they ended up scoring i think five runs then they scored four more yeah (laughs) they scored four more there there was a home run to cap it off for that for that fifth one and we were just like please please it's 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 ogre It, it was bad and in one of my uh one of my friends luis in the in the kitchen at work he was saying, he's like, look, I love baseball to death, but he's like, when you, when he's talking about game seven, when you have guys in scoring positions, like when you got the guy on third, he's like, why is everybody trying to crack a home run? Just, right. just, just get bring it out. Home. Just get a little, just get a little ground ball. Just have that thing just pop out. Just get yourself a little bit of time. Even if you don't even base, you can get him to home, get that run. <sighs> they just don't, they, they, teams don't want people to do that anymore, Max. They, they want the ball in the air. Yeah, like like it's so like and they've changed the shift rules and everything so that people can have more outcomes when they hit the ball. Right. They can get grounders. And it's not like, oh, if I get a grounder, someone's going to be right there. It's like, yeah, they should be doing doing more. But yeah, everyone wants to be the hero, especially in those moments. They want to just send it. And we man, like we went from absolutely slamming home runs to no home runs and that's what that's what texas did dude texas hit so many big home runs throughout the playoffs garcia seager simeon it felt like every time you looked up at a game you're like oh garcia hit another homer oh there goes another two two run by two run by Corey seager it's like oh okay see like it's just like oh my god and then they're pitching on top of it too like as a as a red sox fan seeing avaldi just pitch lights out like i i think i saw a stat he's the first pitcher to have five postseason like postseason wins like that that may or may not be true but if that's true as a pitcher like five wins in a single postseason first pitcher is what i is what is a stat that i saw if that's true 
I'm so pissed that we let him go. Like that is like that is ridiculous that that guy was just let go for like and he didn't even get paid that much. Like he asked for a decent contract and he got a decent contract, but we just didn't want to pay him that. It's just like, oh my god. And then he goes out and pitches lights out in the in the World Series. It's like, oh, okay, great. Well, if That's a guy that the Red Sox know is they know how to not pay their talent. They know how to flounder yeah. an opportunity. That's for sure. Flounder yeah. an opportunity. Wow. Well, speaking of floundering opportunities. <laughs> yeah, let's go into it. Let's get into it. So Trey mentioned juicy storylines. So we're going to, guys, get out your forks. Get out your knives. Get out the dinner plates. We're going to set the table. The turkey's already in the oven. We're going to sit down and dive in to the appetizers of the meat and potatoes. We've got our boy, our boy who was out of Houston, out of Brooklyn, out of Philadelphia, and now I don't even know where he is. Out of LA, Max, this is becoming this is becoming a yearly like I think a yearly like, you know migration. Have, he's like well, a, he's know, like a bird. Well, you know how we have the like we've had like our All Star drafts, and it's like the third like the, we we just did our third one, right? It's like we got to have like the the fourth annual Harden leaving episode. Like we got to like name our episodes. Like, cause it's just an anniversary at this point. Like every year we're just going to have the same thing. Might as well just brand it for us. The fourth annual amateur hour Harden episode. Like it's ridiculous at this point. What's the, it's <laughs> ridiculous at this point. He, he said, I quote, I am not a system player. I am a system. Okay. So James yeah, he, Harden, he, our boy. He, yeah. Left demanded a trade. I, we remember we talked about this, you know, this craziness a little while ago when he was threatening to leave Philly and we're like, what, mm-hmm. what the heck is he doing? It seemed like he had showed up for like two practices. They'd said, maybe he's going to play the start of the season. And right. then he comes back and really puts his foot down. They find a deal with the Clippers. Very weird trade, like I, super weird value. They got, I, I don't know. I don't, I, I value is actually kind of even a questionable term. They just got a bunch <laughs> of players and a couple weird picks like nothing of like true. You're like, okay, yeah, you got something from the Clippers. Harden goes over there with uh, PJ Tucker, and then that's yeah, that's it. Yeah, and then on the He's other side, on the other side, it was uh, it was like every forward that every bench forward that the the Clippers had, who was like Covington, Mo- Covington, Batum, Marcus Morris, Marcus Batum. Morris, uh. And then, uh, and then a couple picks, right, from like twenty twenty eight, and like some pick swap or something. Like it wasn't, like it wasn't the thing that we thought Daryl Morey was like waiting for. Like this is the thing. Like I was like, I thought he was. He just finally said, like, screw it, I have to do something. I thought he was like more thick headed than that, and he was just gonna keep waiting it out until he got something. Like the same way he um, traded for Harden, right? He. He was like, I'm not going to trade Ben Simmons and I'm just going to let it keep. I'm going to take it as long as it can. And then the trade deadline, he gets James Harden. Everyone's like, whoa, Daryl Morey's a genius. Right. And then I thought he was going to do the same thing. I thought I was like, who like Batum and Marcus Morris. Like, what are we doing? I was like, oh, my God. Um, Max, I kind of want to go back to first that story that. Harden in the <laughs> Harden at the airport. Did you hear that story? Which uh, one? The the one where uh he's he's like all packed up uh to go on the team plane for one of their like road games and the security guard at the <laughs> at the the terminal was like, "No, nah, we can't let you on, dude." 
and he got sent home uh by the team when he was trying to get on the team plane uh to come over to well i don't know who they're playing but they were they were trying to go on the road and he was like he was like what do you mean i can't go on the plane like that was a full thing so that's that With started Philly? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that was it. Was right. It was like before the trade. It was like a week or two before the trade. He was uh, he was getting back into the swing of things or whatever. Right. That was when he was doing the practices and he was like whatever. And then tried to get on the plane. They told him no. He stayed in Philly. They told him he needs to like continue his uh, like road to uh, game shape or whatever in Philly. <laughs> get rid of Fat Harden. We see what you're doing. So he came, so he had, but he ended up going to the Philly facility and like work. I guess he worked out. I don't know if that story is true, but the airplane story is pretty funny that they were just like, oh, James the team, Harden. The team said no. You like, can't can you imagine? Know. Can you imagine the, the security guard just has a picture of Harden with like wanted on it? Or do like, not do let not on. Let, yeah, do not let on. And he's like holding it up and he's like, hey, wait a minute. That's <laughs> you. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse oh me, sir. God. Sir, yeah, we, we we don't let beards on this plane. Oh my god! Oh my god, dude! But I, I didn't even dying. I didn't even hear it. That's crazy. That was dying. Wow. Dude. Okay. Yeah. That, yeah. That, that that's super <laughs> weird. I remember. So they they the story. Actually, I saw the story. Not that, but I saw they said Harden is not flying with the team on their yes. Road trip. That was it. That's what it was. That was the little backstory. They basically just sent him home. They, he came packed with bags too. He was like, he was like so ready to just be like, "Oh, everything is normal. We're just gonna continue." I I did all this stuff, and I'm I'm gonna come in, and everyone's gonna love me. I'm James Harden. I'm the system. That's so weird. Turns out that's not how it went. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Insane. How do you feel about him calling himself the system? Uh, he he is. I think in a way he. Uh, I don't disagree with what he's saying because we've seen time and time again that Harden has a very particular style of play. I was actually just pondering this the other day. We, how he plays, <laughs> it, it's just it's one of the things that like people blame Steph Curry for ruining basketball. I like to blame James Harden. James oh. Harden is mm. a isolation player, right? That works well with a couple shooters. And a rim running big. But like he said himself, like he self-described, he is the system. The ball flows through him. He makes the passes. He makes the plays. Uh, and he takes the shots, essentially. Max, if you His remember. volume. Yes. When he was in Houston. And just Which to bounce off I'm your point. Of. Yeah, when yes. he was in Houston. He was getting like like 11, 12, 13 free throws a game based because he was like finessing the the rules, remember, to like get those fouls and so good. get to the rim. I, he was like, yeah. When you thought James Harden, he was like a great scorer, but the, like one of the first things you said if you were an NBA fan was he knows how to get fouled. He knows how to get to the free throw line. And it was, it was to a detriment to now hit this point in his career because since they've changed the rules – and they're they didn't they're not allowing those types of fouls anymore. Or they're kind of watchful eye on him. He's been his scoring has gone down dramatically. Like think of if he's if he still had those rules in Philly, he'd have still been a 26, 27 point per game player. Like because all he would do is, you know, he would get to the free throw line, get his rhythm, hit a couple threes, boom, blink of an eye, he's at 30. But right. now he can't do that. And it's just like people are starting to look at him as, okay. You can't get it to the free throw line as much. What can you do? Like, what, what are you? What are you gonna do now? What you have you to. Actually, 
<laughs> now you have to actually play within the system. You can't be the isolation player because you can't depend on those free points anymore. Yeah, absolutely. And, and Harden was a masterclass of exactly what you said, driving in, lowering his shoulder, getting his off arm down, hooking the defender, yeah. Yeah. and then going up. And you've seen mm. that foul from time and time again where he's holding the ball with two hands. He's hooked the guy, so their arm is across his elbows. He'll go up, throw his head and his arms back, ball just goes out, foul every single time. And yes, yeah. yes, you're, you're right that they did change the rules, and he, he – was getting much less production. But at the same time, that is still in a way how he plays. And it's interesting to go and watch his time in Brooklyn where he did a whole lot of nothing, realistically, grand scheme yeah. of things. Didn't even stick around to see how it was going to play out with KD and Kyrie, which I'm nope. still baffled about to this day. And then in Philly, right, we talk about how he likes playing with a, with a rim-running big, somebody yeah. who he can lob to, you know, bounce pass, pick and roll, all that stuff. I mean, that's hard in system right there. That's mm -hmm. If he doesn't have that, he's much less effective. But when he has that, Think about what he had in Philly, right? You got a couple shooters surrounding you, right? You've got, you know, those those role players of, you know, um, in Philly. So like Tobias Harris and Tobias Harris. You can you uh, Tyrese Maxey will shoot the open three. Um, yeah, uh, uh, George Niang. George, George Niang. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, you got yeah, a lot yeah. of guys, and well, again, Cor did, you think, did you say did you say the trade requested Corkmaz? The the angry the angry sixer. Cork I want to be a part of this. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think so. Um, but so but so he has those role players around him. He has the MVP Joel Embiid, and he yeah. still couldn't do anything. We look at him in the playoffs. How disappointing was that? Because he tries to force these isolation things that are part of his system. Those isolation plays don't work. After a while, defenses can adjust, and that's what we see. And that's after how we game see two. Him. After game two in that Celtic series, Max, that was he all was he had. He had one invisible. Game. He had one. He game. was the invisible man. Because guess what? The Celtics made adjustments. They said, you know, you're going to go out on an island. We're going to play the passing lanes. We're going to take away everybody else. Yeah. Force you to score. And then, oh, man, he didn't shoot that well. Eww, tough. And the one thing is, like, when things go bad, Max, he quits. He just is like, he doesn't work through the, like, any in-game hardship where he's like, man, I'm not having an off day. I got to get to my spot. So I got to get what other people do off the ball. Yeah, and he, he's never when, asked that question. When his offense is not going, he doesn't put the effort on defense. And I get that's kind of like that offensive player mentality. But when you're in the playoffs and you're that type of guy where you're dependent on, you can't be like that. Like, right. And to you stay gotta in the play game, you got to play both sides else. of the floor. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So I totally agree with him that he is a system. Uh, he's not a very good system. And it's weird to me that the Clippers would take that. Yeah. How do you feel about the fit? Quickly. Well, so I watched the Clippers Lakers game the other night. Oh, man, <laughs> the the two <laughs> Kawhi is an absolute animal, man. I love watching him play basketball. Paul George Crazy. is smooth as silk, and I'm actually really impressed with Russell Westbrook. Yeah. You have a you have a decent like three spot right there. Paul George fouled out of that game when he came out. It it was it was over. Kawhi yeah. Leonard was trying his best. Westbrook it was an OT, wasn't quite getting it going. But uh, the fit to me is just weird because now, again, people always go back to this. You're who are you taking touches away from? Taking touches away from those guys. Those guys can ball, man. I'm telling you what. Those guys can ball. I wish they yeah. would share the ball a little bit more. Um, I don't think scenarios. their issue was star power, Max. I think their issue no, was I agree. their bench like legitimately sucks. Oh, and. 100%. Yeah. Like, like it's awful. 
I like Bones Highland now, but previous years with Kawhi and Paul George, awful. And then um, I'm, not, I'm not even a Bones Highland guy. He's a he's a carry machine. That's he's just like, me. But yes, he's 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 scoring a little. Yeah, bit. yeah, yeah. He's like he's like uh, just that kind of microwave type player, and he doesn't really do much else. But now you have another guy that has to, his usage right, and the teams he's been on like above 30 percent on all these teams right so now you're right like what you're saying you're taking away from Kawhi's uh like isolations and his uh running the offense you're taking away from same with paul george he's an underrated passer i think paul george and his in his offensive game and then you're taking away from russell westbrook i think the most and this feels like okay the rockets didn't really work with westbrook and harden in houston right like that didn't really work out no, uh, is it going to work out more now? Like, I'm confused. It was only when, when Westbrook would take that second unit or it would be Westbrook yeah. solo on the floor. So that's the thing. Just... Is Are they going to bench Westbrook now? Like, I don't know. Oh, I hope not. You know, I love, I love, I would love to play with Russell Westbrook being yeah. just like a scrub bench guy. Because he, oh, one of the underrated guy, yeah. parts of his game is he's going to make those bench guys better. Mm-hmm. People talk about him being a ball hog and ball dominant. Oh man, he he sees the game in a different way, and I think he is, especially at this point in his career, super underrated. Yeah, um, his athleticism is still there. His passing, man, he just he gifts passes to the other players. And some people say that about Harden too, but mm, Harden, Harden Westbrook Westbrook gives more of a crap on defense though. Hundred percent. So it's like if they're the same type of facilitator. What is their level of energy? And Westbrook just beats it's like through the roof with Westbrook versus especially at his age too. Harden just does not give a crap right now. No, he doesn't. He's he's no. made his bag. So that'll be that'll be interesting to see. Um weird trade. Weird trade. And yeah, Harden moved again. Who would have thunk? The fourth annual. I'm telling you, we're gonna do fourth this annual. next year. <laughs> Thank you all for coming out of here. We'll see you in about seven months. Yeah. <laughs> Probably yeah. less. <laughs> Hang on, this isn't working. Okay, yeah. Well, let's talk about uh, let's talk about a new addition to the league. Uh, somebody that is blowing minds uh, and capturing hearts. Who a lot of people said was going to be a bust, and he is turning out to be fantastic. Oh, uh, I just, yeah. I just knew, I knew it. I had a feeling. Victor Benbanbama, Victor Wenbanyama, the tall man from France, is lighting up the NBA. Uh, just he lit up absolute- your sons. For the two games straight. <laughs> two games two game straight. straight. 38 points dropped last night. 38 points. He's a rookie. 57% shooting. And he shot three threes from downtown. Middies, threes, finger rolls, dunks, blocks, steals. The guy does it all. The, po- the, the fact that on one possession, he can do like the wilt finger roll. And then uh, the next possession, he can come down and pull up in your face for three like from like 27 how do you guard that like 27 feet like he's just rising up and you're like obviously you can't guard it but then he still has he still has to make the shot and his he has such a pure form for his size uh yeah it's scary dude it's scary you remember watching taco fall on the celtics try to shoot oh uh it took him like four years to get it up to his head and then it was like a two part. It was like a four part shot. It was like, <laughs> yeah, Bonk. but now Wemby you look Yama, at play- smooth Wemby and Chet, dude, Wemby and Chet are oh, like, Chet. ah, yeah. Like, poor, I, I really feel like Porzingis like really has changed the game in terms of like being a viable seven plus footer that can 
play defense, roll, like do all the things that you want, and then also be able to stretch the floor. Um, man, we're gonna see more guys now that we see Chet and uh, Wembayama hopefully continue to thrive. I think that's the. I think that's a game. I think some. I think teams are gonna want one of these guys per like every per year. team. Yeah, every year. Oh, every year they're gonna want. I mean, that's in demand. Yeah, it's, it's gonna be no longer a unicorn. It's gonna be the base standard. Mm. It's gonna be the the broken NBA 2K build that you have to have, but it's in real life. And guys like me, six five, that's gonna be irrelevant. Goodbye. Yeah, okay, you're, you're if you're no seriously, like if I, I the way that this is going. You're less than six five, six six. You're preferably over six seven. You're not gonna have it. There's no chance. Six, not even close. Yeah, six eight's gonna be like, like six eight plus is gonna be like the small ball lineup. Like it's gonna be like yeah. the, the old the tall guys. The like what was considered tall is gonna be like the small ball now because of how the league is but, going above. And if you think about how skill training has developed, I mean, you got guys that are that height. You know, you originally think you go back twenty years, you're like, oh, those guys can't really handle the rock. No, nah, they're they've been doing guard skills since they were seven years exactly. old. Exactly. Yeah, they're starting out with so when they're in like normal Their crossover height. covers twelve feet. Yeah. What, what, what am I? What am I gonna do? Yeah. If I miss the steal, I can't stay in front of that if I'm too small. And that's the thing. I watch some of these guys. Like I watched Josh Okogi, six five, six six. He switched out onto Victor Wembanyama on the perimeter. The guy was trying his best. And Josh Okogi is a dog, man. He's a great player. I love him. Could not guard. Could, this could when, not guard him. Was this when he went up for the dunk, and Okogi just like kind of like had to stumble over because like he just, there was a like, couple of it. Yeah, yeah. Like he he the ball is so far above your head. It's ridiculous. And he just he just rolls it in. Like it's, there was one where they thought he was traveling, and he just like reached back and just yeah he did, yeah he he's he was like he was like a b- behind, behind the head. circle. Yeah, he was like close to the end of the circle. And uh, just, the restricted area. And he just like kind of just did like a little flip around his head. Like he, yeah, his contortionism, like I mean, there's videos of him um, being so flexible. Like whoever oh, yeah. is his uh, trainer, his like, they really improve, like for being seven, four, whatever he is to be that flexible at his size. Like he's like touching like his heels and like grabbing his feet when he's like all stretched out he can like, like grab his own ankle. Like he's doing crazy stuff at his height. Um, that is all just gonna help him sustain in the league, even if he's gonna be a little bit skinnier than everyone else. Um, that's how you got to do it. You got to be pliable. You got to be flexible. Um, because if you can't put on the weight that people say that you need, then you got to find other ways to to stay healthy. And it's it's doing all that stuff. So he looks like he's in really great shape to to continue dominating, dude. It's insane. A hundred percent. And you, you, a career high within your first, what, five games of the season? 38, dude. He almost hit 40 within five games of the season. Within five games of coming to the NBA. The guy's 19. Oh, my. He's 19. He's not even 20 years old. Dude, we were saying that about Come Jason on. Tatum. Now we got to say about Wimby, dude. We're going to have to. <laughs> hey, and guys, guys. And let's do a brief check in on how uh, Zion Williamson is doing. Apparently, guy's not, guy, guy can't play. Back to backs on the second night. He's resting every single second night of a back to back. He is in his fifth season. F- fifth season, yep. He's averaging twenty one on his fifty percent shooting is way down from what it was too. Do you think about where he takes his shots? That's not yeah. great. When- seven for twenty and seven for fifteen in his past two games. Oh. Uh, 
Oh, yeah, he's got some rust. Yeah, he's got some game. rust to shake off. Thirty minutes a game to get these twenty points too. His production is way down. And then you look at Victor Wembanyama. Okay, guys, guys playing like twenty minutes. He played thirty last night, but he's playing like 25, 28, 26. Well, it's also guys that the de- the defense is so consistent too. It's not just like he's going to have his offensive struggles, right? Like it's going to ha- like he's already shown it a little bit, like. He's not going to be consistent every game with the offense, sure. but defensively, the consistency is out of this world. Like he, you're, he's in for two blocks. Every contest, you're kind of screwed on. Like unless you're like Kyrie, and with that t- level of touch and whatever, you're screwed. You, you, normal, like kind of these like middling forwards and stuff that like are half starter, half bench players. If they're facing Wembenyama, like it's an auto block. Like they don't know how to get over him. Yeah, insane. Yeah. No, it's it's crazy. It's great. So I, you know, people were like, Victor Wembanyama is going to be a bust. No, Zion is still a bust. <laughs> I love this guy. This guy's crazy. <laughs> this guy's crazy. I, I, yeah, man, I, I'm excited to see where he goes. I can't say enough good things. I just yeah. watching him. I'm like, how do you literally? How do you how do, do that? You guard that? How do you do that? And like you said, credit to his freaking trainers because it takes a lot to stay healthy in the intensive schedule that is the NBA. Max, he played right. a full season in France and then uh, played Barely summer league a little bit. Yeah, and then, league, yeah. like, like, I don't know. Like, it, Obviously, there's a concern at that height, but also like, if he's doing all the right things, can we really say that he's more at risk than someone else? Like that's smaller than him. I don't know. I feel like people smaller than him are getting injured every day, and he's he's continued to ball. So we'll see. But I just feel like he's in good shape. So yeah, he's in great shape, man. All right, man. All right. Well, feels good to be back, folks. Yeah, that'll just about do it for us today. But thank you for joining us. In this bite-sized episode. Uh, yeah, I think we're gonna make the format shorter. I think it's gonna be good, more digestible. You're gonna get yeah. to hear our voices. 30 minutes. That's a good commute. That's a car ride. We don't want to do too long. And we'll no. just have more episodes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Good. All right. Let us know what you think. Uh, engage with uh, engage with us on social media. Uh, we'll be back. We'll be getting on our socials again. And that'll be all. Uh, I am one of your hosts, Max, along with the other host. Shreyas. You've been listening to another episode of Amateur Hour, a professional sports podcast by people who have never played professional sports. Peace. See you next time. Yeah. Yeah. Peace. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs>